Podtackler, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast, presents episode 853, Boarding Action Evolved, recorded live on March 2nd, 2023. Hello everyone, welcome to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Duststorm. I'm your other co-host, Godzilla T. And we are less than one week away from season three of Halo Infinite. And boy, has it has the community so excited. I think this has been probably the most hype I've seen in the community across all social media for a while. Uh, there was even a Reddit post that said that the video for all the maps got more views in five hours than the season two <laughs> trailer did so i think people are excited i'm hoping the player yeah, base kind of i don't know that i qualified as excited but curious at least uh, that's a fair point but we have season three content that we'll talk about we'll talk about the, the trailer and the maps the little map video that was shown off there's the waypoint article that goes along with those maps uh, that we'll talk about a little bit. It'll be a little bit more of a shorter show this time around. And then next week, we'll probably actually, instead of doing the podcast, play a little bit. Uh, unless there's actually a lot to talk about. I'm guessing with the maps out, there's probably not much else going on. So we might just play instead, but we'll see what happens. First of all, though, we have our little Podtacular community recap to go through. So let's do a little review on what happened for Fragon Friday. GT, how things go? Halo 5 is broken. <laughs> How do you mean? Even, even so, we, we, had, we had a lot of fun. I mean, I didn't have any problems. <laughs> well, we, we, had, we had some issues finding matches. Let's put it that way. At first, it was kind of a slow go. Hmm. When we were in 4v4 Fiesta. Uh, it, got, it got better once we jumped into big team. Gotcha. We were, match, we were matching up against a lot of the same people, but that's okay. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Blew some stuff up. We wrapped yep. up the night with a little bit of custom games. And a classic Vehicle Fiesta. Yes, Vehicle Fiesta. And speed. Yes, speed. Of speed. I miss it. It was good. Um, but yeah, the, the games were fun. The, mm-hmm. uh, I guess I didn't wasn't there for the 4v4 stuff that much. Because as far as I remember, we got games... Decently quick, but maybe I was just there for the big team. Yeah, it was only the first um, oh, two or three games. Handful of games. Where we were in 4v4 nice. while we were waiting Bobby to fix his computer. Yeah, that's true. Well, he was fixing his computer and playing Infinite or something else with someone before he came over. Yeah. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, vehicle and handling in Halo 5 is, is really good. I... I in in some ways, the vehicle handling in Halo Infinite is kind of nice, but it just doesn't have that same fun feeling as it did in other Halo games. Well, you know, to me, the, the vehicles just seem really floaty in Infinite. I mean, even more so than earlier titles. 
well, it's like it's floaty. Like Vista and- Fx, it's Vista Fit physics on steroids. <laughs> You it's know, it's like, like it's floaty, but also like if you're on the ground, it's sticky. Yeah, that I, I, that's the problem. I, I always have a problem getting the damn thing to stay on the ground. It just seems like you roll over a pebble and it's up on two wheels <laughs> or going end over end. Well, like if it's on the ground and you're steering, it's like it's like really sticky. But if yeah, like you said, if you like just hit something, it, it bounces. So it, it, the physics for the vehicles is really weird and infinite. Mm hmm. Um, and I, 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 I have yet to figure out why in every single halo, they have to change the way the tank drives. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what happened to one stick drives the tank, one stick moves the turret. Why do they have to be in conjunction? You know, you move one stick and the other stick to make it go one way. And then it wants to go backwards. Yeah. The. Whatever angles they have as far as moving the tank with relation to your view, it like whatever math they're using to calculate that, it seems off for sure. Yeah, six pedals, four directions. You're right. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm serious. They they use the turret to help steer the tank. So as you're targeting, it actually turns the tank. Yeah. If I wanted to turn the tank, I'd move the other stick. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it a lot better when was it the left stick drove the tank, you know, forward, back, left, right. Mm-hmm. And then the right one controlled the turret. Like what's supposed to do. That's the way it's supposed to work. That's the way it's supposed to supposed to, to, to work. Yes. No, I I I'm with you on, on that. I, I completely agree. Anyways. Uh but yeah, we had a lot of fun. Uh don't know what we'll do tomorrow. You have any inkling, or do we actually need to put a pull up again? No, we'll probably wind up being infinite. Okay. Like I said, I, go was, around before season three. I was three. craving some fiesta, so craving has been satisfied for now. Yes, it's fun. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And everybody seems to be pretty happy with playing infinite anyway. So. Yeah, and with the season three content coming, I think people will be hopping on at least to give things a try and the the season trailer looks pretty nice the narrative looks interesting yeah uh i don't remember what the spartan's name is off the top of my head but it was one of the lone wolf spartans that went to hunt iritus or brought back iritus and is infected so we'll get to see the next continuation of the story which people seem to be interested in General consensus from what I can see is people are, are excited for season three. We've got a whole new armor core. We've got three maps. We got a BTB map and two arena maps, which we'll talk about mm-hmm. in a little bit. We've got the bandit coming. We've got the shroud equipment, the game mode. Was it escalation slayer? Mm-hmm. The game mode, uh, which is basically kind of like gun game for those that are familiar with call of duty and new, new updates, new quality of life fixes. There's lots of neat little thing, neat little quality of life fixes that are coming. So it's going to be a big day next week. Come March 7th, Tuesday is going to be a lot of fun, I think. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll throw on an extra stream next week. Maybe we'll hop on Tuesday if there's enough interest to to play. Uh, if anything, we'll probably play on Thursday instead of doing the podcast. We'll, <laughs> we might just go and just play two times next week. I have a couple of game nights. 
<laughs> might have three. So we'll see. Uh, but let's look at some of these maps. Uh, first one is Oasis, which is the new BTB map. Uh, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Unearthed from Halo Reach, the firefight map. I can kind of see that. Just more kind of from the visual aspect of the map. How it's laid out is, is pretty different. But just the overall aesthetic is pretty cool. Um, being able to have just kind of this wide open expanse, this foreigner artifact that's kind of just in the middle there and there's different little foreigner pieces standing up and there's certain little green spots and amongst this kind of like clay, rocky desert type thing. There was a Halo 4 that ha- map that had that look. Uh, which one? Oh, yes. I think, well... I think I know which one you're talking about. It was one of the DLC maps, I think, is what you're talking about. I'm going to look it up while we're on here. Halo 4 DLC maps. What do we got? Does Halopedia have it? Not that map pack. Halo 4. We had Crimson Majestic, Castle, and Champions. Outcast. Not that one. Nope. That's the one I thought you were thinking of, Outcast. Yep. It was a refueling depot type of map, mostly dirt and rock, rocky red type. Yep. That's the one I thought you were talking about. Uh, overall, I think it's going to be an interesting map. They The fly-through video that they did seemed to kind of show a lot of different areas of the map. Seems more asymmetrical than symmetrical based on the fly-through. Lots of open area combat opportunities with vehicles, but there's also a fair amount of indoor and close quarter type engagements as well, from what I could tell. I'm kind of scrubbing through the video at the same time that we're talking about it. Don't know if if you guys are as well, but there's lots of interesting engagements, I think, that will happen on this map. There's a wasp, which I'm sure I will get crushed on by Confal again at some point. No, Confal wouldn't do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it kind of looks like it's in in like a UNSC base that's embedded into a side of a of a cliff face. Parts underneath the the cliff face are excavated, have UNSC support structures. Um, all in all, I think this is going to be a great map for a whole bunch of different encounters. There's enough inside area and outside area to make a whole bunch of different combat encounters happen. <laughs> Confal said he will try to smash me again with the wasp. Uh, yeah. You don't so, think he's gunning for you or something, do you? Mm, I mean, if we're on the same team, ideally we're helping each other, not, you know, betraying each other. Well, you know, that's just, just saying. In the Waypoint article, where they actually do a little interview with Cliff Schultz, Donnie Taylor, and Kim Haynes from the Multiplayer and Art Departments, said that there's actually part of this map is inspired by Exile from Halo 4. Mm-hmm. Which I, I guess I get a little bit of sense from. Fully get that? I, I, I get bits and pieces, I guess. I see more of the out, Outcast map that Pins was talking about than. Exile, but maybe a, a smash up of the two. Uh, apparently, CTF modes are particularly exciting on the map. 
the vehicles and the wide open spaces make for some awesome capture runs. Uh, vehicular gameplay is a pretty high calling for this map. It is an only facility. Oh, wait, that's the next map cliffhanger. Never mind. Yeah, so overall, I think this is going to be a fun map to play on. Lots of pretty views, so check out the skybox when you get a chance. Kind of looking forward to seeing them. Yeah. It's nice. It'll be nice to have some new maps. It'll be, I think CTF will be nice. Stockpile, I'm interested to see how that plays out. What's the zone control one? Why am I blinking on it? Huh? The zone control mode. Oh, total control? Yeah. I can see that being a lot of fun on this map. Depending on where the zones are, that could be a lot of fun. Uh, the next map is Cliffhanger. This is a Oni facility that is built into a cliff edge. Uh, since I'm theme here, things are kind of built into cliffs or rocks at this point for two of these maps so far. This one is kind of interesting. There's a lot of chances to fall off, it looks like, from the fly-through. So be careful where you're jumping. Uh, I get a few different vibes from this. I get a little bit of Haven in the Drift from Halo 4 a little bit. There's another map I'm trying to think of that has a similar kind of platform on the cliff face. But I'm drawing a blank on what it is. But I definitely like the atmosphere of this map. It looks very chaotic, or at least it has the potential for a lot of chaos as far as lots of open parts of the map, but lots of places that have broken sight lines, possibilities of falling off, lots of little nooks and crannies to get out of combat into combat. They mentioned in the article, Strongholds is an interesting map for this one. Uh, They said it's... The map is kind of a linear, asymmetric type map, similar to High Ground from Halo 3. And, yeah, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, I mean, they all, all, I'll tell you right now, all the maps look really good to me. I really don't have an opinion on them until I play them. (laughs) Fair enough. Because I've just, I've never been good at analyzing a map to see if it's going to be a fun map until I actually get to play it. I mean, they all look cool. They look like they're going to be a lot of fun, but... I like the snowy waterfall effect that they have on one part of the map. The, the way they kind of interface some of the natural elements in with the UNSC buildings is really well done, and I think this map is going to cater to pretty much all the 4v4 game types pretty well. Except maybe 2Flag. They do talk about in the Waypoint article how differences between things like one flag and stronghold and oddball like all the different modes have a different way they play on this map which i mean if if that's really the case and people think that then that makes this map a very good map because you get a unique experience every different game mode that you're playing and i think that's actually a good that's a good indication that the map is actually really well put together is that you have it's fun in all different game modes, and it feels different in different game modes. And then the last one we have, which I've been kind of thinking if a multiplayer map like this would actually come out, and I'm curious to see how it plays, but it is Chasm. And if you can infer by the name, uh, if you remember kind of going through the depths 
of Zeta Halo when you're going through the campaign and you have these big, long, uh, open chasms and you're going mm-hmm. between the two different sides, well, they finally made a multiplayer map out of it. I foresee myself falling off the map multiple times in I one think game. That's, I think that's going to happen a lot. I would be curious to see. I, I, I doubt this would happen, but in case it did, I'd be curious to see how this plays competitively. Because it's got to be somewhat of a symmetrical map. They have, I mean, as far as I can tell from screenshots and the fly-throughs, it is symmetrical. Yeah. Think of it as a mini boarding action, in a way. There's Pretty a, close to it, yeah. There's a central floating platform that has a power-up on it. There's other floating platforms that kind of act as stairs, so you can get up to that platform. I think the trailers showed someone using the grapple shot to kind of bounce between different places in the map. Even though it feels like a, a big space, I think it's going to play pretty tight. You want a BTB map pins that we can use scorpions on to room and maneuver. I mean, Oasis looks like pretty good. Better than Fragmentation. Well, yeah. <laughs> Actually, better than, from what I can see in the video, it's a lot better than any of the BTB maps we've got so far when it yep. comes to vehicle movement. Yep. I agree. I like, I mean, what are your thoughts on this? As far as taking environments from the campaign and making multiplayer experiences out of them, Halo Reach almost did that for pretty much every multiplayer map. Well, yeah, it was pretty exclusive for Halo Reach. Yeah. Honestly, I I don't have a problem with it. As long as the space is balanced for PvP play. Yeah. There is nothing wrong with taking a campaign environment and letting it inspire a multiplayer map, but taking a space directly out of the campaign and making it a multiplayer map. That's something different. You know, they just, there's maps like Halo reach. They did that a lot. They reused assets and some of the maps just really don't play that well. They're very lopsided. Uh, they're hard to move around are very restrictive to move around unless you have the correct piece of equipment to work with. So it kind of restricts what your loadout can be. So they kind of dictate the way you have to play the map. What I've always judged as a fun map is I can play it the way I want to. That is, you know, I, I don't have to have a piece of equipment to move around the map. Like I don't have to have a grapple shop to move around the map, but it makes it a lot easier. I mean, you need that to actually make it more multiplayer playable than just a linear narrative path type of environment. So, you know, multiplayer maps that are inspired by campaign uh, campaigns, I don't have a problem with. Uh, you know, as long as they're purpose-built multiplayer maps, not just ported out of the campaign and dropped into multiplayer. So the story behind this one is kind of interesting because uh, one of the folks that has responded to this, uh, Cliff Schultz, who's a multiplayer lead designer, said that this map idea actually came about when him and one of his buddies was going through the campaign on co-op and then just messing around in the play space. And they thought, well, what if we turn this into a multiplayer map? So they actually cropped a piece out of it and they said this was definitely more involved than the Control-C, Control-V process, but it sounds like they did basically take a piece of the campaign out, modify it to actually be an a be a symmetrical multiplayer map 
and then playtest it. And it did well enough that they actually decided to work on it as an official map. And yeah, it's basically a rip out of the campaign, modify it to actually work for multiplayer and make it symmetrical. And there you go. Yeah. See, that I don't have a problem with. Because it's not just the piece from the campaign. It's been modified to work with multiplayer. Where in Reach, they just basically took the section out of campaign and put some weapons on it and turned it into a multiplayer map. Yeah. Uh, in Season 3, they also mentioned that they're bringing these maps in as editable in Forge, so you can go in and, and forge with them, which I mean, I, I would assume that's supposed to be for any map, but yeah. And they also talk a little bit about the Escalation Slayer that is going to be coming. So, similar to Gun Game from other from other titles, Escalation Slayer, once you get a kill, you actually go up in the chain. So, it's not quite like Last Part in Standing where you have to get a certain amount of points and then upgrade your weapon. It's once you get the kill, you, you upgrade your weapon. Mm-hmm. And this is the the elevation, the loadout order as it goes. So level one, this this is interesting that it's level one. Rocket launcher, cinder shot, and repulsor. That's level one. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Level two, energy sword, gravity hammer, and grapple shot. So it's like, unfortunately, if you get knocked out at level one, uh, that sucks. <laughs> well, I guess... No, you're not eliminated, I guess. This isn't... Um... Yeah, it's not an elimination game yeah. type. <laughs> Never mind. So, no, you, you just you, you blow things up and just hope you're one of the first ones to blow something up. It's not like you're going to get that far behind. Level three is Sniper Rifle, Skewer, and Threat Sensor, which that's going to choke me because mm-hmm. aiming in this game is just so out of whack. I found the best way to use the Skewer is like a shotgun. Get up on them and pull the trigger. I'm actually better with the skewer than I am with the sniper rifle, I feel like. I can hit skewers from far away, I think, more often than I can the sniper rifle. <laughs> well, I find if I actually try to aim the skewer, I miss. Fair enough. But if I just treat it like a shotgun, it tends to work. Fair enough. Level four is the Hydra, the Ravager, and the Repulsor. That's probably the level I'll have trouble with. Hydra, I'm okay with. Ravager, not so much. I could probably pull off a few Hydra kills. At least with the Hydra, you have the tracking. So if, if you happen to spot someone from far away and you don't have anyone else by you, you can at least pull a kill off that way. Level 5 is Bulldog, Needler, and Grapple Shot. I'm okay with that. Level 6 is Battle Rifle, Commando, and Threat Sensor. I think that's a reasonable next step for that one. Level 7 is. Shock rifle, stalker rifle, and drop wall. This is going to be another place where I'm going to get stuck very often. It'd be cool if you could actually pull this into customs and then you could create your own escalation levels. Yeah, maybe in the future. Hopefully. Level eight is heat wave, sentinel beam, and thruster. Interesting. It seems like there's kind of a rotation where it's explosive, melee, long range. (laughs) Explosive, melee, well, medium range, long range. Yeah. Short range. Yeah, because next one is... So level 8 was Heat Wave, Sentinel Beam, and Thruster. So that's kind of short to medium range. Level 9 is Bandit, Assault Rifle, Drop Wall. 
Again, medium range. Uh, I guess medium to long range with the bandit. Level mm-hmm. 10 is Mangler, Sidekick, and Threat Sensor. So short range. And then even shorter range, level 11, the final level is Oddball and Shroud Screen. <laughs> so, well, you know, I really don't have to worry about it because I'll never make it to level 10. So. <laughs> So we have a few folks that usually after game nights on Friday, they would go and play this game mode called randoms with a Z at the end. And it was always on a rule that the very last kill had to be a backsmack. I usually never stayed long enough to get to that point, but for keys, Bobby, Confal, Spag, and the folks who would stay after Halo five game nights, Mm-hmm. They would go and play this, and sometimes their matches would last for two hours, and they would have to get to it's like up to two hundred points sometimes. And the very last kill would have to be a backsmack, and sometimes it would take someone fifteen minutes to get that backsmack. There will be team escalation and FFA escalation. Uh, team escalation progresses uh, on all players at the same time. So if one person gets a kill, everyone else gets their weapons upgraded as well. I wonder if for team then, is it going to be different? Like, will the levels cycle through one more time before they get to a level 11, or will it be multiple kills per level? Probably multiple kills per level. Interesting. There will be a BTV version of Escalation Slayer and a super version of the mode, which will bring in the special weapon variants from. Halo Infinite. And the upgraded upgraded, equipment. Yep, along with the upgraded equipment. So I wonder if this tier is the FFA tier and there's other tiers for the other one. I think probably the tiers will be the same or probably will be the same. It's probably just going to change the number of kills to advance to the next tier. I guess we'll wait and see because they don't specify in here, but yeah. And uh, yeah, there'll be team escalation, FFA escalation, BTB escalation, and super, super team, maybe super BTB. They don't say specifically. We'll see. Yeah. So that should be fun. <laughs> this is funny. At the end, Haruspis puts, or he, he has a little kind of wrap up thing. And he says, we can't wait for you all to embark on the maptacular odyssey that awaits from the vehicular mosh pit of Oasis to the dangerous heights of Cliffhanger and the cavernous depths of Chasm. I don't know about you, but I was certainly sold on the second I heard boarding action with grapple shots. <laughs> so boarding action, yeah, that, that makes sense. The comparison was made. We're not the only ones. Uh, there'll be more articles coming about season three, so there will undoubtedly be one tomorrow because they do release things on Friday. Uh, they said they're going to talk mm-hmm. more about the ranked experience and the playlist updates that are coming along with plenty of sandbox updates. So there will be more articles coming throughout the week. Um, might do a small little just update podcast to talk about it before everything comes out. But... Oh, another thing that the trailer actually had that I don't think was mentioned anywhere else, and I guess this is something that's not currently done, but maybe it's for Season 3, but they specified earning XP in in the Community Collection playlist. So, do you not earn XP right now in that playlist? It seems to be that's kind of what it's inferring. I don't know. I honestly have not uh, paid that much attention. I mean, I maxed out on all my battle pass stuff so i don't same here know what is 
what's out there. Did you just link me an article that they posted now or? Well, it says two hours ago. Oh, why is it not popping in the feed? I don't know. On like their page feed. Hey, you can add that to the bingo card. Whoever's playing along at home. News got dropped the just minutes before the podcast or just an hour before the podcast. Oh, three hours ago. Yeah. Well, let's talk about this then. <laughs> We've got some more stuff to talk about. Uh, playlist and ranked matchmaking in season three. We're going to be going kind of on this live a little bit. You want to drop the link in the Twitch chat? Um, sure can. Unless pins has it on the pins is for those of you that would like to follow along. Uh, so playlist for season three, of course, with the new maps, we're going to be incorporating that into the existing playlist. Chasm and cliffhanger. We'll be going into 4v4 Arena and Oasis, obviously, big team. So for 4v4 Arena Unlimited, uh, it's going to be 4v4 Maps or Chasm and Cliffhanger Modes or Escalation Slayer, CTF, King of the Hill, Slayer, Strongholds, and One Flag CTF. No, One Flag on both. Okay, interesting. Oh, well, CTF and One Flag on both. Got it. So. Are these replacing? Oh, here we go. Um, as with Imperium, we're offering a special playlist for the first week that only features Chasm and Cliffhanger called New Arena Unlimited. After a week, the new BTB Unlimited will rotate into that slot and exclusively feature Oasis for the next week. Nice. Okay. So week one will be the Arena Unlimited, which will be the two new maps. And then the next one will be BTB Unlimited. Uh, that is Oasis. And there'll be BTB Escalation Slayer CTF. Slayer, Fiesta, Fiesta Total Control. Ooh. That's new. That'd be interesting. And regular Total Control. Okay. The existing playlists are going to have the new maps included in them. The maps will be weighted a little bit more heavily at the start of the season. So the playlists that will include the new maps are Quick Play, Bot Bootcamp, Fiesta, Team Slayer, Tactical Slayer, and Big Team Battle. And there's a nice big Season 3 playlist calendar up on the article. Thank you, Uni, for including that. I'm sure a lot of folks will be interested in that. Uh, There is the Mindfall event, which kicks off Season 3. And then there's the first Fracture event, which is called Fracture Firewall, which will be taking place um, on... March 21st uh, for a week there. So we have currently on the ranked side of things, ranked survivor that'll get rotated out for ranked doubles uh, for the first two weeks in season three. And then there will be ranked survivors uh, for the following two ranks, two weeks in that ranked slot on the social rotational. Once the new arena unlimited rotates out, that will become Social Slayer for one week. And then that will be Big Team Social for the following two weeks. Uh, once the new BTB Unlimited rolls out after the second week, that will roll, rotate into Lone Wolves for one week for the Fracture event. And then Team Snipers after that. The rotating playlist is nice because it keeps things nice and fresh. This is something that has made a lot of folks happy as well. As of Tuesday this week, they have updated matchmaking to actually match now on 
CSR instead of the hidden MMR behind the scenes. They use the MMR to balance the teams, but they use the CSR to actually match players. Uh, a lot of folks have been very happy about this change because it means that the thing that you can actually see, not the invisible number behind it, is... And then there's the uh, actual tweet for this article that came out three hours ago. Um, but it means that the physical rank that you have actually has some kind of tangible meaning when it comes to actually matching against other players. If you want to learn more about how that works, there's the Waypoint article that you can go and check out. Yeah. Placement matches are being reduced from 10 to 5. And that's pretty much it for the update. Right. So Bobby clarified in the chat, the change for CSR matching is only in ranked, in the ranked playlist, which is only one or two playlists at this point, but that is what's going on. So interesting, interesting stuff coming down the pipe for season three. And pins, I'm not sure. I'm not sure why it's fewer matches. I'm, I'm guessing it's just Maybe they, they have enough data after five where they think it's accurate enough so they don't need ten. They can get a pretty good guess off of five and, and know where that is going to line up. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'll, I'll try to um, jump into one of the ranked playlists and see where it places me. Between seasons, your MMR isn't changing. So that's going to also influence, I think, where you re-end up. So your, your well, gameplay is pro- probably it'll probably still dictate at least the first couple of games. Probably. So we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I don't have a problem with it because honestly, I'm not that much of a ranked junkie. And from a, it kind of makes sense to me if you already have a background number that kind of helps influence what that visual is. It's going to get you pretty close after five anyways, unless you're just having a really bad day or a really good day and it kind of skews things off a little bit, but it's still going to be pretty close. I think. Well, the MMR is more of a long-term calculation. You know, it takes in, it takes into account all your, you know, a wider swath of your games than the CSR does. The overall performance. Right. Yeah. You know, where your CSR, was only looking at 10 games. Your MMR is looking at 50 games or 100 games. Or Well, and the main complaint about MMR before was that it made it seem like matches were intentionally getting put together so that you would have a 50% mm-hmm. win-loss rate. So you'd be purposely getting matched up against people that were better than you just so that you would have a loss on like a 50-50 win-loss right. across the board, which no one wants that like no the only thing i'm looking for in in a matchmaking system is to have a balanced player pool yeah it shouldn't be like okay here's here's at least one group of ranked situation Mm -hmm. okay um you know where we're actually playing for numbers and if i want to move up then i need to get better at the game to move up even in casual you don't want that experience though I would think. Yeah, but in casual, like in big team, there is a little bit more room for that kind of stuff. You can have the matchmaking be a, be looser. Don't get me wrong. It's, 
you know, it it's a pain when you, you don't when you want... come up against you know, when you're cruising along and you come come up against accelerate or mint which, blitz. It, which has happened multiple times. I feel like couple. Mm, uh, well, we did. Ex- we met. We matched accelerate twice, and then even, even before two weeks ago, I feel like we've matched against him prior. <laughs> no, there was another one we matched against. I can't remember who it was. One another one of the big streamers. Did we match up against Ubernick? Yes, we did, actually. Did we get destroyed? Uh, exact, yes. <laughs> I mean, to be expected. We're, we're not a stellar group of, of players. Uh, I have to admit, we held our own against Accelerate pretty good. We did. We won the first game. We mm-hmm. didn't do quite as well in the second game, but the well, first we game lost we did the, really well. We lost the second game, but it was only uh, one flag to nothing. So Yeah. I mean, we we held out for a while, but it was it was we, tough. We did hold them off. Celebrate was probably like, "He's spectacular." Why do we cap. let him win? And they just like wipe us out with with flag. <laughs> yeah, it's like play me in Halo Five. I'm a lot better at Halo Five than I am with Halo Infinite. They said we brought it together. We did pretty good. I we did. I had fun with that game, even knowing who I was again, you know, playing against. That game was a lot of fun. I mean, it it was that second game was tough. But mm-hmm. it was still fun. And yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, it was the only reason they got that flag cap is we had bad placement for people. They 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 opened a hole and really they well. just blew right through it. Yeah, and, and and we just did not. Our spawn timing was off. We didn't spawn in the, in the right places. It it just wasn't that great. Yeah. Uh, in other news, HCS Charlotte was this past weekend. No surprise. Optic Gaming took the trophy home. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. There are a lot of folks on social media gunning for other teams to win. But Optic pulled through and like there there's some good competition up there, but they they're holding their own pretty well. They they will be dethroned one day, but I feel like it's it's going to take a little bit a little bit longer to get there. Uh I didn't get a chance to watch any of it. I didn't either, so. Well, apparently there were stream issues. There were uh, other tech issues. Folks that were in attendance that weren't just part of one of the major teams said the event was actually not that great to attend or try to compete in. Uh, mm, I actually saw a couple of tweets saying that there was another land that got stood up at some kind of game store or game center close by because... Everyone that went to the code compete was just like either. Yeah, I think it was like Friday or something. The open bracket was down to the last four teams that were going out. Like the Friday was completely the whole open bracket was played out. And basically everyone that was there to compete didn't have anywhere to compete anymore. So a local game shop opened up a LAN and held a, a ad hoc LAN. Yeah. So. Uh, but apparently, from the pro side of things, if you're if you're an avid like person that was watching specifically the pros, then it was a great stream. Uh, the number, the viewer numbers were high. Everyone in the competitive scene were were ecstatic of the gameplay that was going on. But if you were an amateur, it seemed like the event just sucked. So I don't know, like I don't know what's going to happen there. I feel like that's creating a big divide between the competitive scene. Hard to say. 
Hayden with the rate of five. Thank you, bud. Hey, thanks, Hayden. How you doing tonight? Hope your stream is good. Welcome, Raiders, to the podcast. There was also the grassroots gameplay stuff mm-hmm. that took place. Whoever team Real Life Spartan was, was on was the team that won. I think that was Team Grass. I think they were Roots. Were they Roots? So t- I think Team yeah, Roots I think Uber won. Ni- Uber, Nick, Uber Nick and his team were Grass, and Real Life Spartan and his team were Roots, I believe. I think it, was, it was Real Life Spartan, Echidna. don't remember the other two. But yeah, Uber Nick, Oath, and they had two others for their team. Would have been nice because there was actually supposed to be gameplay on the new maps, and I did get a chance to watch it, so I didn't actually see the gameplay. They did actually post a video of some of the gameplay on the new maps. We've also got uh, Women's History Month nameplates for Halo Infinite and MCC. We've got Halo opening up a TikTok account, so they have two TikToks up right now. I don't have one, so I don't care. I mean, you can go just watch the videos without the account, I think, if you really care. I don't even have the app installed. I don't think you need the app. You can just visit the website if you care. I'm sorry. I can't spell that. (laughs) T-H-A-T. There you go. P-O-S. Oh. No. No, I have no use for TikTok. I only have an account just to watch some stuff on there because there there is some pretty good stuff on there but i will well, never i will never post there's not it. good stuff there but i i just i will never post to, it. to contribute to it yeah there is also a news article that came out on xbox wire which i'm not sure why this is news on xbox wire but it is anyways that the forge beta which is still a beta at this point but has reached 1 million creations. Nice. So between prefabs, maps, I'm guessing, yeah, I guess it'd be prefabs and maps, there are over 1 million creations that have been made, four of which we know are in the community collection playlist. Actually, that's something that I'm a little surprised, and maybe this is just something they'll sneak it in, but any updates to the community collection for Season 3? Maybe. Or maybe because it came out during the middle of the winter update, maybe it'll be a little bit before they update the playlist. I find oh. myself actually going, if I don't have specific challenges for that are better than other playlists, I actually go to the community collection playlist to play my dailies for infinite. Yeah. Just cause it's new. It's fresh. It's, I mean the maps, except for absolution. Uh, the other three maps are a lot of fun to play on. So you get Absolution a lot. Yeah. The ones I get the most are Absolution and Perilous. Perilous I like. I really I really like the flow of that map and how it plays for all the game modes that I played on it. Salvation is just good because it's a really cool version of Damnation. Starboard, even though it's a Heretic remake, and I'm not a big fan of Heretic at all, it actually flows very well for Halo Infinite. It's spaced out enough and there's enough geometry and pathing that accounts for Infinite's movement that actually feels like it works well with Infinite Sandbox. Oh, and Halo Collector in our chat saying the Mega Constructs fan vote is done. Uh, we talked about the first three ones. 
so I guess the vote for the last one has concluded then? I haven't actually seen the tweet for it. So trying to see if I can go find it. And there's Mega Constructs now. Uh, Mega Constructs. Oh, I didn't realize that they actually follow my personal account. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. Fan vote. Fan vote. Where is the fan vote? Is it not from this account? Oh, there we go. The Halo fan vote is the Traxxas Tower Flood. Very good. And they're also going to be... There's going to be a virtual panel for their fall... Oh, wait. That's from last year. Hang on. Oh, wait. I am then. I am at the wrong account in the wrong year. Never mind. I am way out of touch. This is not the right account to be looking at. Nope, because their last tweet was November 9th of 2022, then January 30th. Nope, I'm in the wrong spot. Um, you have a link to that? Halo Collector? Mega, maybe I can look at the Mega, Mega Blocks News one instead. They'll probably actually have it. Don't care about leaks. Oh, weapons. The Cinder Shot and the Heat Wave. Hmm. Nice. There you go. Very nice. And I think that pretty much covers the the new stuff. Lots of little surprises there at the end. But yeah. Exciting stuff for Season 3. What's going to be the first thing you're going to jump to? Big team or arena for the new maps? Well, it depends on how many people are there. We'll probably start in uh, uh, 4v4 and then shortly jump into big team. (laughs) We'll see how the party goes. I think all all those maps are going to be good. They look good. There's enough unique gameplay, I think, for all those maps that it will be... Uh, I think the hype that a lot of the community is putting behind this is... It seems appropriate. Mm-hmm. I think the excitement is genuine. I think people are actually eager to see some some things moving for a change. Some more story story narrative for multiplayer that actually seems to be progress in the right direction, which is nice. More Forge stuff, more quality of life stuff. I've already gotten to see some of the quality of life stuff that's coming up, and there there's some sm- subtle things coming. But if you notice them, they're like, "Oh, that this is actually nice." So look forward to that coming next week. There, there's going to be some good stuff. Uh, show went actually a little bit longer than I thought it would. We actually made it to almost an hour. Wow. Just five minutes shy. Yeah, I'm a little surprised. I thought we were going to be talking about just the maps, but then there was the ranked playlists and updates to the uh, CSR matching. 343 dropping info on us. Yes, they are. Maybe they knew about the bingo card and we're going to try to sneak one in there so someone could actually win the bingo card for once, which I still don't think probably happened. Need to check yeah, well, to see if actually something. Uh, this does not look like it's gonna. Oh, I got raided. We got that one. Yeah, if I get bingo, we've had a really bad night. <laughs> <laughs> yep, it's not. It's not happening for me either. So that'll be it for the podcast tonight. Remember, if you are interested in coming to play with us, we have our Fragment Fridays, which is every Friday at eight thirty. Hosted by GT. Come play with us. Uh, again, next week, don't know if we're going to have a podcast. We'll kind of play it by ear. Stay tuned to our Discord and our social media to get a heads up if we're going to be streaming, playing on Tuesday and or Thursday next week. 
and uh, we'll see you guys then. So thanks everyone in the Twitch stream. Thanks everyone for downloading the show. And keep on racking them trucks. Thank you for listening to Podtacular, the unofficial Halo Universe podcast. You can find our podcast on your favorite podcasting service and listen to us live every Thursday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. Check out our website, podtackler.com, and join the community on Discord at podtackler.com slash Discord. If you want to play Halo with us, come join us for Fragon Fridays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Become a supporter of the show by sharing the show with your friends and family. Or help keep the lights on by subscribing to us on Twitch, donating via PayPal, or becoming a patron alongside Confal, Pins Halo, and Prestige Ace. Until next time, keep on fragging trucks.